everybody it's me cranberry gato your host with learning with conversing and today i have a guest it's my homie armando and today we're going to talk about a couple a uh, couple questions i have in mind and then also do that random topic but uh, first things first you want to introduce yourself yeah uh my name is armando as cranberry said uh <laughs> been a friend for his first fiance for a long time since elementary and then met him in high school and been friends ever since um, question, a um, couple things, um, give your background, like your, um, if you don't mind talking about like your education and stuff like that. And like, uh, yeah. if you want, I mean, so like, like how far, how far in education did you go? Uh, so I just completed my bachelor's degree in December. Okay. Look at you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what you do it in? Like, uh, what, what is your, uh, what's your bachelor? I did a business administration with a concentration in marketing. Okay. Um, what do you, what do you plan on doing with that? What's your like? What's your plan? Plan? Yeah. Ooh, Hopefully you yeah. have one. I mean, I don't want to mean I, to put you on the spot. <laughs> no, I do. It's just it's been tough. Like these past one many months has been four applying and applying. Originally, I was doing like a sales development rep, so I'd be like uh, leading sales and qualifying mm-hmm. leads for yeah, yeah. Uh, usually for a sale, startups in San Francisco. That's what I'm aiming for in that industry. Mm-hmm. Then after that, because marketing is like knowing how to know the to market to the consumer. So I figured sales is the first person in contact with the consumer because they're always the ones talking to them to lead them to the sale. Mm-hmm. So I was going to do that in the tech industry and and st- specifically in startups in San Francisco. So I was going to do that and then become a, uh, a what's it called? A, uh, basically the lead the lead manager of the sales. And then uh-huh. after that, I was, I'd branch off in the whichever company I'm in and then transition to marketing. Mm-hmm. So then marketing, I'll be already studied it. And also I know the consumer so well from just being in the sales background. Yeah. yeah. And marketing and sales go hand in hand and just working together in both departments and any, uh, any business or industry. Yeah. That way they can fluidly project, uh, generate more revenue for the company. But so I'm going to need you eventually, right? That's what you're trying to pretty say. Much. <laughs> pretty much. Hey, so I got to hold on to this. Keep these ties strong. Yeah. 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 But I want to be a guy. I took a class in, uh, well, last semester I took a class in product managing, mm-hmm. and I, it was interesting. It was like uh, knowing how to market as product. So, like, say if I worked at Apple, I'll be like, if I was a product manager, I'd be in the whatever product they have me in. Say, I'd be the iPhone. Yeah. So I would be the one constructing the iPhone, like uh-huh. uh, working with the UI team, the user interface team, and the the engineers and like telling them uh, a storyboard storyboard uh-huh. and just like okay I want the iPhone to be this this because mm-hmm. uh, like with the marketing background you're like okay consumers want this they don't like this part from the last iPhone yeah or like uh, speed battery failure all oh, this improve that and then try to like basically I'll be like I'll be the, the man kind of like the engineer the whole, yeah basically the, the engineer the yeah, yeah. So I, I have a. So maybe you might not know the answer to this, right? But I remember me and my brother were talking about this. Maybe I think it was my brother, right? We were saying like, what if Apple? This is a long time ago, so I'm, it may be foggy. But let me just kind of make it my own. Then it's kind of like, what if Apple has all these things, right? Like a big ass list of things they want to put into it. 
that's what I thought it was. Like, okay, like today, now we're going to do the touch screen or now we're going to do uh, like no home button or now we're going to do stuff like that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Or like uh, multitasking, all the little cool functions. Like, oh, swipe's on there now. You know what I mean? I just yeah. figured that out. <laughs> I was stupid. <laughs> swipe? I guess swipe's been, swipe's been on there for hella long. <laughs> but you know what I mean? It's like, basically, I didn't know, like, if, if it's true what you're saying is I didn't know that someone creates, like, that content to put on. Rather than they already knew what the hell they wanted to do with the iPhone from the jump. Oh. I know it's just like an example you're giving me, but you know what I mean? I would say like when Steve Steve Jobs was around, yeah. I, I feel like in my eyes, he was the one like the fucking controller of everything. Yeah, so, he so just, like, whatever he wanted. He wanted. told everyone he wanted, but once he, he, he's gone. Yeah. And like we already have, he had, he was here still until the iPhone, say like the old iPhone, and then he'll just assign somebody, mm-hmm. like a corporate role, a uh, product manager. You're in charge of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that guy would be just get feedback from customers. Fucking guys. Ooh, <laughs> 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 My bad. Go, go on, bro. So he, so he, the guy would be like, uh, take like customer reviews or like, mm-hmm. uh, like just get feedback from people who are managing the Apple stores, the yeah. different locations. You're like, what's the worst? What's the thing you get? Uh, you know, that those genius bars. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's like, the what's thing the that's, most? Like the most problematic, thing, problematic, problematic, yeah. Uh, technical problem that they come towards you. Mm-hmm. This uh, battery don't last long, or mm-hmm. screen failure. The battery, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, cracks too fast, or something. Then that's how they make the new they one. Better. Make the new one better, and then but they also think about it. Okay, new one has to be a little more simple, and because Apple, the design is itself is just an Apple, and yeah. itself like it looks so simple. Mm-hmm. It's like minimalistic technology, but at the higher level. If you think about it, because mm-hmm. I have a question too, so we'll get yeah. back to after you're done. So it's like it keeps going easier and easier, mm-hmm. like less things to use, like the, the like I have the XR, so it's like just face. I don't have a button. Yeah, just like three, I guess. The mm-hmm. up volume. So it's not hard there. to use. Not to, hard to use. Yeah, and it gets like simpler and simpler each time, but it gets like so innovative, like the face recognition. Mm-hmm. You can do that. so much with it. So I feel like Apple is like simple but like innovative in a way yeah because you look at the store design it's literally just wooden tables but mm-hmm. just their products align but that's more of like a marketing level and the consumers at yeah aspect on the experience of the store yeah I, I i do think that um people like apple products because they're so simple to use but before i forget the question is um do you think the marketer or the business per se um does it upgrade it to its full potential every time yeah, you know I'm saying like keep keep a little drawbacks so they can add those things later on. Do you think they do that? Well, or I no? mean, did you hear about the one with the the thing with the battery? That was true. Like what do you they, mean? They they purposely uh, de- degraded the battery uh-huh. like, over the years. Uh-huh. The battery gets worse as more you use it uh-huh. when it's not supposed to. So, so keep consistent. Yeah, so and battery, you can't change these batteries. You can't change these batteries. Yeah. But you know they lost that lawsuit. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, they did. They did. I read oh, an okay. article, so they have to. So you have like the older. Gen- I forgot what generation they went up to, mm-hmm. but you can. That's it, probably why when you in. traded in your phone, you got hella money for it. Exactly. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Exactly. I, I did that when I got this XR. Basically, uh, I freaking turned in my iPhone seven, and then they gave me like three hundred bucks for it. Cause I had that six, and that shit died in like an hour or two, and then this thing lasts me like a day, a whole day. Like yeah, I don't charge my phone at all. I don't charge my phone at all. Yeah. Or I sometimes I won't charge it till the next day. But mm-hmm. I still have battery. I haven't charged it in one. 
in months. I haven't charged my phone in months. Two days ago. But tell him. No, but I have a very bad habit of not charging my phone anymore, and I'm gonna I'm gonna blame it on Lisa, because Lisa never charges her phone. She never charges. Her phone. No, so now I think I got that habit from her. So my phone's always in the low thirty percent. Sometimes I mean, it plays around in the twenty percent and less. I mean, at least. You're home and shit. Or at least we're home now. Like. No, I know. Me too. So I'd be, I'd be home. So it's like, I don't need to charge my phone. I just charge it when I need to use it. And like when I work out or whatever. Yeah. So I need my music or whatever. But yeah, so I don't charge my phone anymore. But that might be the thing too. Because my mom would always say, don't leave your phone on the charger overnight. Just because yeah. it will mess up your battery. So I don't know if that's true or not. But you know, Cause it, it could be. Because it, it gets, it draws in more electricity mm-hmm. into and the Apple battery. They no. plotted on this boy. They, they, they were, but they lost. <laughs> they lost. Uh, they lost some money. That's a sneaky shit. Mm-hmm. But that's what a lot. So like going into the business thing, that's what a lot. Of, I think a lot of businesses do. They, they, um, like for instance, I was talking to one of my clients about protein, and my knowledge of protein is that basically protein costs X amount to make no matter what. You know what I mean? So if you get really cheap protein, it's because it's not that much. It's not that protein rich. Or it's not as long as the supply, as like a 30-day supply would be. Or, you know what I mean? Something yeah. like that. So, like, you buy a $30 protein, but you need to use, like, four servings to make one, or four scoops to make one serving, compared to spending $80 on a, on a tub, on a and one. it's one scoop per serving. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's only going to last you 10 days, the $30 one, compared to just as good for $80, and it'll last you the same amount of time. Mm. You know what I mean? But, like, so... For instance, the conversation kind of went to like, oh, this protein's gonna make me feel energetic and stuff like that. And I'm like, well, most protein's gonna make you feel that because for one, it's it's calories, so it's gonna help you kind of, it's gonna help fuel your body for one, and then also protein just kind of gives you that recovery base anyways, and makes you feel like you're not so sore because that's what protein does. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's hella funny when people will take a general statement that protein does and blow it up and make it sound real sexy for sales. You know what I mean? And yeah, I, yeah. I feel like that's kind of like, obviously it sells, so why not do it? It works. But at the same time, I feel like it's shitty because you're kind of um, abusing your consumers in a way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Kind of by like, you're kind of uh, fluffing the truth. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah. I mean, and that goes against my core values of well, how I want to run my business, obviously. You know what I mean? It's like you give them just a little bit. When yeah. you're on, you can give them like a good portion. Exactly. Like you, you Why not give them the whole thing, the whole shebang? Rather than giving them one piece and then having them come back for piece two, piece three, piece four, piece five. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Rather than just work on the whole the whole thing. But, that's, you know, I understand that's what works. You know what I mean? So That's kind of how I feel about, like, like the medical industry. Or yeah. Like the, 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 <laughs> for sure. For sure. Like, you got, say you get sick and something, and they you go to the doctor and they just like you, like, pills. Yeah. And then, like, you're like, it's like a little bit. Yeah, a little dose and dose and like sometimes too much is bad for you. Like mm-hmm. they can't just tell you the real. They just give you that. Yeah. And then like okay, come on the next checkup. Next and hope check- and hope maybe you don't better. even need that next checkup, but yeah. they tell you they schedule it anyways for you, and you're paying that copayment. Yeah. And then the just for sure, and it could be a sugar pill. Like, it literally like, could be a sugar like for pill. me. Yeah. Was because I had a surgery. Yeah. And then uh, I didn't know until now he he couldn't fix me. Yeah. But back then I thought he was. Uh-huh. Cause you know I had so much uh, trust, trust trust in mm-hmm. a co- doctor because they're so prestigious in a way mm-hmm. to the to the view of like other people like mm-hmm. oh a doctor's like oh like he's like so like up there because yeah. 
he studied so many so long years helps people mm -hmm. so he should be trustworthy and yeah he's still in charge of your life yeah, yeah, yeah. essentially if you go to him mm -hmm. so i went there and then for like almost a year and a half i kept mm -hmm. going to him every other two weeks uh -huh. and i was still the same yeah but i thought at that time i was getting better mm -hmm. but after a while be like i noticed like i'm back to square one like, or like not, nothing is getting improved here like mm -hmm. why am i coming here i'm just wasting my time mm -hmm. not wasting my time i'm wasting my money to see you for no reason yeah yeah, yeah. when you could have just told me oh i can't it looks like i'm not a specialist in this i'm gonna have to transfer you to another doctor yeah from the jump yeah so i did two surgeries with him mm -hmm. first one worked it just that something like a repercussion mm -hmm. something with my skin so he kept playing with it like kind of like every checkup mm -hmm. like, seeing it but it was like nothing and then he was so confident he, on the second one he could fix me but yeah he did that and then same thing the checkups the checkups mm -hmm. until like one time like one day i was just straight up with him like i was like are you is this gonna be fixed at all like yeah it's kind of like i'm just coming here the same the same mm -hmm. and then you're just taking money off me and then i kind of see that you're not doing anything you're not you, you kind of like lost here yeah, yeah yeah and then yeah then after that uh, he 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 admitted it after one and then he was like i'm gonna have to refer you to another doctor in san francisco mm -hmm. went to the doctor in san francisco who specializes in what i have and then he was like yeah um yeah he didn't do a good job yeah and that's when i was like come on yeah but the good thing like uh before like he ch kept charging me towards the end <laughs> It's not when I told him like, yeah, like, you know, it's not fair. Like, yeah, like is this is a in in a way this is a business because you're providing a service, you're providing the service of your your knowledge on health. Mm -hmm. So like you're not providing that for me. So why am I paying you for not providing at least some, at least some improvement? Yeah, some benefits. So he stopped charging the my visits every two week visits that yeah. I had to go so you can see that I'm not getting them that side infected or anything. Yeah, but after that I realized like. You know, it's kind of it's kind of a scam like some doctors be like like they abuse it or it's, yeah that's what i think i mean don't don't that's just my opinion yeah for sure no but for me so <clears throat> going off what you said is exactly why i'm so rooted in my core values of being a trainer right so like for instance obviously i just do i've been doing this for eight months so i'm not going to claim this and that all i do is give recommendations you know what i mean and i'm pretty sure all my clients do know that and obviously i for one, I do appreciate all of them too, right? Because at the end of the day, I'm there for them. They're not here for me, and I always say that. But like the one thing that I would, I hear all the time from my, the, the professionals I get my information from that I like to incorporate in my my own philosophy mm -hmm. of training is that if you aren't fit for the job and with the problem at hand, you should do your best to figure out how to actually properly do it, or send them off and. Um, Give them to someone else that, that that's better than you. Obviously, I don't have a full circle. I don't have people that, oh, this is my physical therapist that I can work with yet. Or this is my um, doctor that I talk to, and he's a very trustworthy guy, this and that. This is a special, specialty and stuff like that. But what I learn and what I actually think is going to happen in the future is once I get those ties with people, like, oh, this is my physical therapist. Oh, this is my chiropractor that I can recommend. You get so much more respect from your clients. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, Cranberry's not going to go sit there and make something happen for me. He's actually going to make something happen for me by telling me to go somewhere else. 
because he's not fit for the job mm-hmm. or he's not or he's going to do what he can to get fit for this job. You know what I mean? But it's one of those things that you have to practice integrity is like, I'm not fit for this. So why would I want to waste your time? Exactly. But a lot of people are more rooted in the let me get this money and try to figure it out on, on the fly wow. rather than tell them that, you know, I got to get back to you. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're going to get so much more respect and that kind of will apply more value to you that I really true believe that statement is that just because you recommend someone to someone else, you're going to you're gonna get that respect added to you. You know what I mean? Rather than obviously money's not worth every, it's not worth it all the time. You know what I mean? It's kind of get your respect and earn your value those the right way rather than kind of do your little schemes here and there to kind of build your, build your base. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I feel like, like with my situation, doctor, I think it was kind of like a, a pride thing. Knowing mm-hmm. that, cause I read up on him, he went to, he went to Yale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he was a good doctor. But you sure he didn't fix you? No, I'm just kidding. Me, I just, I just messed with you. <laughs> yeah. Then I feel like, I mean, I guess some, I feel like some people were like fixing or helping other people. Mm-hmm. It's like, like you said, an integrity thing, or like the, the money thing, or also like a pride thing. Like, oh come on, like if I can't get it, I gotta keep. Like, you gotta keep trying. I can't. I gotta keep trying. Mm-hmm. But in a way, it kind of just—it's not the right way. But he's not losing because if he keeps trying, he's still getting some type of money out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of like, and he kept doing that. And with me, like my relationship with that doctor, it was just like, it was like, it was like gone because I was about to sue him. Yeah. Now I contacted an attorney and then basically said uh, uh, what I had to do. Mm-hmm. Like the other doctor could fix me, and or he can't. Essentially, the only the only mm-hmm. reason he was protected because he wasn't a specialist in that. Yeah. So if he didn't, uh, if my other doctor couldn't fix me and I, and told me the reason I can't fix you is because the other doctor did this to you. Yeah. Now I can't fix you. Yeah. Then I could sue him. Yeah. But since there's a title in place, it's kind of hard. Yeah. Well, Especially I hope everything that, works out for you. Yeah. Hopefully, but uh, I'm just I don't have any. It doesn't hurt anything. It's just. It's just more like a inconvenience, mm-hmm. like a nag, like a like a nag, or like mm-hmm. it's just there, but it doesn't give me no pain or anything. So I'm not really like in the rush, but mm-hmm. I mean, right now, obviously not because the whole quarantine. And you get to just the, chill, just chill. So that's good. Not a big problem. So um, I kind of want to do something a little different with this episode. I have two questions. I asked you one previously just because I wanted to know your opinion, but I don't know your opinion yet. So it's gonna be fresh. It's gonna be uh. I'm going to have fresh ears to what you say, right? Mm-hmm. But, so I was mowing, not mowing, I was cutting the weeds with a weed whacker the other day, and I was just thinking about success, right? And since I want to start a business, I and then I was listening to music, so I was listening to, so this is the reason why it all brought up to me. I was listening to music, and it was this underground, not, I don't know about underground artist, but he was on iTunes, right, whatever, and I never heard of him. He's not mainstream at all, right? He probably has like 300,000 followers on Instagram, this and that, because he has loyal loyal listeners, loyal, loyal right? Fan base. Whatever. But he's not like your Drake. He's not like Kendrick. You know, he's not mainstream. And the thing is, I, I really enjoyed his music. So I was sitting there, I was like, I really wonder what defines, what defines success in people's mind, right? Like, how do they see success? And why is it most of the time, well, this is what I see, Everyone wants to become mainstream for them to feel successful. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, I'm big box. Oh, you know, I, I'm this and that. Because for me, 
Um, I guess I know you have a response, so I'm gonna kind of go first. Usually, yeah. I don't want you to go first. I can kind of go go against you or whatever to, to build your to build your perspective on it. But for me, like, so this is my end game. I want to have uh, like a four size four car garage size gym. You know, very small studio, right? I mean, not small, but you know, medium. You know, I'm not looking to have a commercial gym, big box, whatever. I really want it to be very personal. You know. I want to have three setups, so three full squat racks with all the whole all the works. I want to have a full rack of dumbbells and a full rack of kettlebells and everything that I, I would see fit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Obviously, some cables would be nice, but I, I enjoy using my bands and all this and that. But I want everything to be very personal. You know what I mean? And I feel like I can find... Once I get there, then I will say, this is exactly what I wanted. You know what I'm saying? I don't think I want to do more i don't think i want to do less i think i have my mindset on that obviously i'm not trying to limit myself if i can expand better better i'm gonna do better but in that realm not really for profits but in that same mindset my core values you know what i mean i want it to be personal i want it to be correct i wanted to i want to change lifestyles you know what i mean rather than make you lose fat and um or make you real buff whatever it is i want to just make your lifestyle better that's my that's my goal it's not really about it's not really about how you look, it's how you feel. I really, I really want people to take health to another level. You know what I mean? And I, and I think you do that with resistance training. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's a good place to start. So my whole thing is I'm not trying to be a trainer to make you look a certain way. I'm trying to be that trainer that makes you feel great in your skin. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. you do it in a way that you love and enjoy. And that's the way I will always sell this. You know what I mean? I'm not here to kind of be like, okay, look, um, you said your goal is to lose 15 pounds. That's great, but let's do it this way and see how see how much you enjoy it. You know what I mean? Let's do it unconventional in a way, and that's also why it's funny because I did this after. I, I, so my business is gonna be got grande gatos, right? Mm-hmm. So obviously that's in proper Spanish, right? It's supposed yeah, to be yeah. gato gato grandes. Gato grandes. You know what I mean? But. It's funny because I always liked it say grande gatos. I did always, always did. Mm-hmm. It just I liked the way it, I liked the way it was. So it's funny because it says it's improper. I'm unconventional, and that's kind of that's something that I added to it. You know what I mean? Obviously, it's kind of like a play on words that wasn't supposed to happen. But now that I thought about it, I'm like, no, this is exactly how it's supposed to be for me. It's not. It's not conventional. It's not the way you're supposed to do it. Because I'm not trying to be those schemey fitness based kind of person. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to sell you exactly what I think you need, not what you want. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's what defines my success. You know what I mean? And that's why I really truly do believe that I'm going to be successful. And that's not that's why I'm not so scared or feel like I'm taking risk in what I do because I know all I'm doing is trying to expand my value. And that's how I know I'll get value, I'll receive value from my clients and people who I talk to. Because at the end of the day, if my value is this big and everyone can't see that, then people are going to pay me that much. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But once I get my value that big, then I can get paid X amount of dollars, which will allow me to succeed financially. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's yeah. not like, oh, how can I succeed financially? It's how am I going to make my value worth where I want to live financially? You know what I'm saying? It's, it's not the other way around. And that's how I see business and see success. So you can make a comment on that or you can kind of just go on the way. You, I, I don't care how you take it, but I kind of wanted to get that off my chest. You know what I mean? But that's the reason why I wanted to ask you that question. What do you think defines success? And also, how do you, um, why do people want to be mainstream so bad? I feel like success comes within, like, uh, it could be subjective to the person. Mm-hmm. 
So how would you define, what do you think? I mean, for me it was, so, okay. So when I graduated, yeah. day of, uh, some guy, he's a news reporter from Univision. Uh-huh. And I was actually got put on TV. Okay. Yeah. That's wait, funny. Wait, wait. I didn't see. I didn't say TV. TV actor. My bad. No. He <laughs> put me on TV, but it's in Spanish. Uh-huh. My Spanish is kind of bad now that I spoke English for so long. Even yeah, though yeah. Spanish is my first language, but I still got through it. Uh-huh. But there were some questions he was asking me that weren't put on TV. Basically saying like, it made it seem like because uh, I am first generation Latino uh-huh. that graduated, and that's a big achieve, big co- co- accomplishment. Yeah. He was saying. He kind of was saying it like, he like if that was like my biggest success yeah and then I was saying like no this isn't this is just like a stepping stone this is just like something for myself mm-hmm. was a, and my, my family of course I did it for myself and my family yeah and he was like saying it like oh like it's, a, it's so big achieve, big you're like you must feel successful and I'm like actually not yet yeah not, this is just the beginning yeah, yeah, like, yeah this is just gonna help this is like a stepping stone to the next thing yeah yeah and that's what I'm kind of achieve like my main goal is really to build like several streams of income mm-hmm. so I can be financially free. Yeah. In the way of not being not being a a slave to debt or being always paying payments, but so like for me, my success, I'll tell you like my backstory a little bit more. So when I was growing up, my dad always worked two jobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I never really had a I never saw my dad. Yeah. So my dad left at five in the morning and I come back at nine. Yeah. And as a kid, I always I fell asleep by by nine already. Yeah. Then, Good child. So yeah, or <laughs> nine or ten. But realistic, realistic saying, I only saw him on Sundays. Yeah. Like a good amount of time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, so my relationship with my dad wasn't like as as like uh, bonded mm-hmm. as what I was with my mother. Yeah. But my mother did start working a lot when I was younger. Yeah. So saying I didn't really see my parents or yeah. I didn't get the time to cherish a Bad lot time time mm-hmm. as hope uh, like as other people or compared to other people because they were always working yeah and that's totally respectful like I see that it's not like I see it like oh my parents don't want to spend time with me or yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I knew exactly why uh, I know the whole the whole backstory why they're here yeah so many sacrifices yeah so like for me I always told my I always told my dad this uh, you sacrifice so much to for for where I am. Yeah, I have to sacrifice what I can so my kids can be better than me. Yeah, because he did so much so I can be better than him. Mm-hmm. And I have to do the same. Yeah. So for me, my dad wasn't there, but he did it for a good reason. Yeah. For to support and support the family and get me through it. Mm-hmm. And now for me, I have to make. For me, I just want to make a good amount of money so that I can always be. I can be home with my children. Yeah. When I do have a family and yeah. cherish more time together, because uh, life's too short, man. Yeah, like you're you spending it working every day up to what to sixty five and retire. Yeah, and you're just slaving yourself. I'd rather have like several streams of income where money's working for itself. That way, mm-hmm. I have I don't have to worry about x amount of bills or this and that. Yeah, uh, I can be home with my kids and mm-hmm. help them and grow them and go through what they have to go through mentally or or they have physically complications that come around during life. Yeah. And just uh, really bond and stay uh, really, like, connected with my loved one that I promised to marry. Yeah. And just really, like, pretty much 
uplift each other. Yeah. So my success is just living a great, happy life. I mean, money is it? Money's not really an importance to me, but it kind of is in mm-hmm. what way that I need it to get that. But it's not like I'm gonna use it for like materialistic thing and like showing off. I'm never gonna yeah. really a show off type person. Yeah. I I mean I like nice things, but I never like to rub yeah. it in or like boast boast on yeah. it. I just I just I don't know. It just for me. Uh, I know a lot of people's success is just uh, they like to put it up on social media and stuff. I've never really been a social media type guy. Like, even though I studied marketing and a lot of the stuff is on social media, but I like to be like more of the, like the undercover back guy. Like yeah. she's like, just does all the mastermind in the back. Around, yeah, yeah, like yeah. the curator. Mm-hmm. So for me, uh, success is, this defined me is just having a good, wealthy life where I can basically just be more time at home. Yeah. And still get, Still get my, generate revenue and uh, learn, teach my children how to uh, keep doing that process. That way, they have we have generational wealth. Yeah, in the future for sure. And that's the cycle that I would love to see carry on always in all families. You know what I mean? But sometimes, like the way I see it, it's kind of maybe going to one of the topics we might talk about. But the one thing that I see that too is it could be bad cycles too. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like hypothetically, what if you took your parents' hard work the wrong way? Yeah. Some people could see it that way. It's like, oh, my parents are never home. They don't love me. They don't care. So let me like lash how, out. Like how, kind of what like I hinted towards it. What yeah. I'm saying, like some people are like, oh, my parents are always working. They don't want to spend time with me. But those are like, they don't know because my parents like beat it down to my head. Like why they yeah. were doing what they're doing. And yeah. Especially, I, I always been an observant kid, yeah. Never, so I always knew, like, always, I was always thinking, pretty much. Yeah. Growing up and just hearing everyone, all my family's stories, what they had through, like all the hardships, like, to this, to them, like this house was like back then. If they were back then, it was like a dream. Yeah. For them, it was like, their 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 life their lives were, like seven kids in a small ass shack or. Or house yeah with barely any food to provide for everyone and probably their dinner was probably just some tortillas and some salt or some beans and that's it yeah so, no I hear you so it's crazy so like the book it, this kind of ties into like so the reason so I uh, during this quarantine I've been reading I fucking started stuttering hella bad during this courting I started I started reading and trying to learn more about my perspective and also the reason why I want to do this podcast and so far this is like one of my favorite ones that we've been doing so thank you for coming on for sure but like so reading and stuff like that, I want to build my perspectives. And this is, that's why I like to break down people's perspectives too. That's why I feel like the show would would be better when I have more guests rather than doing it solo. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if I have something to talk about, I think I could make my point by myself. That's why I decided to do this podcast, you know, however weekly or monthly, mm-hmm. however I decide to do so. Obviously, it's kind of hard for me to do solo shows because I'm in the house. I don't get to see different things. All I got to do is read things and watch social media and watch TV. You know what I mean? So it yeah. doesn't really, I can't really build myself and I'm a slow reader. So I'd have to read a whole book before I can be like, okay, look at this. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Add something to me. But this book that I'm reading called The Eagle and the Dragon, I talked about it previously in other episodes. But like what you said and what the main message is, is that at the end of the day, you have control of your life. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. No matter how you see it fit. Obviously, some people may not have easy choices to make, but at the end of the day, you have a lot of control of what happens to you, mm-hmm. right? So one of the tattoos he has is two eagles, and one on his chest, 
or one on his stomach and the one on his back. And they're both shackled by the, by the foot to his ankle. And it signifies that you can only go as far as you want to. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I love that message. And I, I would love people to think more that way. You yeah, know what I mean? Because a lot of people tend to blame. Mm-hmm. Other, victimize themselves. Uh, yeah, victimize themselves. Other mm-hmm. things like, oh, I can't be so great because such and such did this or mm-hmm. that to me or I live in such and such area. Yeah. Or my parents were such and such, such so I have to be, I'm going to be just like just them, like, them. Like, like them. Yeah. And I mean, I learned this in philosophy. I had a good philosophy teacher. It oh. was saying, I love this card. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> we're in the garage, by the way. If everyone wanted to know, we're in the garage. So it's the way how you, it's the way you react, not mm-hmm. the way how you, you, uh, it, the way you react is how you uh, perceive pre, uh, perceive yourself. You should perceive yourself. So yeah, uh, being able to like say something bad happens to you in a childhood, and then you say uh, you could either go, oh my parents did this to me. They beat me as a kid. I'm yeah. gonna take off because just because I saw that, I'm gonna do that. Yeah. Uh, or someone's like, oh, they did this. They did this, but I'm never gonna do this for mm. to my child or whatever. You know. Yeah. It's the way how you react, how you interpret the situation. Don't be like, oh, you know, lash out in anger, but more mm-hmm. process it and be like, okay, you know, this is this is not something I want to be. Yeah, and yeah. Then, like, make it in your head. Because, like, for my dad, uh, he came here as 15 just because opportunity and also because my grandfather was abusive. Uh-huh. So anything that he would do was wrong or any of his siblings, he would take the beating. Yeah. So, uh, he made it his, like, he took it, like, in a good way, like, his reaction. He, like, yeah. like oh, I'm never going to be, like, my father. Mm-hmm. So, I'm never going to lay a hand on my kid. And mm-hmm. from when I was growing up and with my little sister, not not one hand. Yeah. Neither neither to my mom as yeah. well. Because that, that, that's what also my grandpa would do. Yeah. My grandma. So, like, he, he always made that choice, like, no. I can't do that. Like, I can't have that. Because I went through it. I'm not going to make my kids go through it. Yeah. And, you know, some, some parents could be like, you know, I went through this, so you're going to go through what I did. Yeah. But and that's which more. is, hypothetically, we would say, I would view it as in, as that's not correct. That's not correct. Yeah, you know I mean? Unless, obviously, that's the way you want to do your things. And like I said, we, I'm not here to judge people. I'm not saying I'm better or worse than anybody. By the same, obviously, that'd be, that would fit in that's bad yeah. rather than that's good. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like you were saying, um, you're the you can show what you do pretty much because I mean other than the external fact factors that happen in the world that you don't have control of mm-hmm. you have control of how you react to the situation yeah you can either cry about it complain about it or you can make a plan and do something about to overcome that mm-hmm. obstacles in front of you mm-hmm. one thing that um my bad you, you go, ahead. Go? No, go ahead so one thing that I, I heard I was on um, one of the podcasts mind pump uh one of the guys was saying that, you know, with all this going on, right, the crisis mm-hmm. and coronavirus, all this stuff, it's like, uh, don't don't stress so much on, fuck, what if I can't make my bill payment? What if I can't do this and that? Mm-hmm. And when the time, when it's so far away, you know what I mean? Let's say you have three weeks. Yeah. Why don't you act today and think about, what if it happens right now? What am I going to do this second so I don't have to stress over it? Exactly. You know what I mean? Don't waste so much time building up the stress for the time to come you know work spend that time and energy to fix the stress in the future 
so it doesn't even have to come up. You know what I'm saying? Rather than, why don't you think worst case scenario always? And then kind of build off of that. Rather than wait for the worst case scenario to happen. Oh shit, now it's here. What do I do? You know what I mean? Exactly. Kind of just the way, like you said, uh, it's not it's not what it's not about the situation. It's how you react to the situation. Exactly. Because you go. So you should basically saying like you get complain about it and then it comes and you're messed up. Yeah. Or you can just be like, all right, what I gotta do? Mm-hmm. Take some side jobs or whatever to make those to make those bills. Yeah, make or the like, ends or meet. What I, what I got in the house that I don't use, I could I could sell on eBay or something mm-hmm. to make some some quick cash flow. Okay, so real quick, just because um. I kind of want to get to that random question. Well, I mean, that random uh, topic. Uh, I have one more question to ask you. Um, so, if you were passionate about something and fought against the normal and then gained a bunch of followers to back you up, then you got offered a lump sum of cash from the opposers that don't want you to keep doing what you're doing. Would you stop and why? Do you want me to re-explain that a little bit? Or do you think you got it? Like money, like a sum of money. Yeah. So basically, let's just say you had um, you had an issue at hand and you wanted to fix it. So mm-hmm. you start you start fixing it in your own way. Mm-hmm. You gain a bunch of followers, let's say like a thousand thousand followers or so, and they they listen to you and they love hearing you talk, right? Whatever about the, this problem. Mm-hmm. Then the corporation that doesn't want you that, that that doesn't want this problem to be fixed comes and you go, "Hey, bro, I need you to stop. Let me pay you X amount of dollars, so you can." Just tell your followers that you're done and close close up shop. Would you do so and why? Or is there any amount of money that would make you stop? That would be a better question. Because it's kind of hard to say, oh, $1,000, of course I would stop for $1,000. Or, but what if it was a million dollars, would you stop? You know what I'm saying? Money is kind of like, depends, I guess. I don't know. But then again, I wouldn't want to be a sellout to those followers. Yeah. Because you think about it in the long term. thousand isn't so much. You gain a thousand by by how though but like being honest and just being, by just by finding the issue just by an issue yeah it? so like you're honest and you put your hard work you got you're able to gain those a thousand dollars from zero yeah so like and then it's growing the exposure so word of mouth tends to go yeah so you got done ten a thousand people mm-hmm. word of mouth you can grow your following even you know, better being consistent and keep mm-hmm. doing that and then i don't know in what situation but let's just say like you grow so much that you can make that lump of money that they're paying you. Yeah. And on, and then integrity and being honest rules over a corporate corporate yeah. any day. Just I'm just one single being, whereas corporate they got a board a board. Yeah. Where they just discuss things and see how they play tactically. Yeah. So money, I don't, I don't think I would have take it, but if it was like a lot of money, like a lot a lot of money, and you needed it, or and something then like, like that. depending on the situation, I needed like a couple million, and then yeah. I was like, oh my god. Yeah, like, like, cause then you can live if you like for me learning how to use that money efficiently, so mm-hmm. I can like invest in things and just like pay. I get a, I get monthly paid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like a prop, like if I bought property or um, I bought some uh, index funds, they'll they'll pay me like uh, dividends, usually yeah, yeah. monthly or annually, and then I'm pretty much well off. But if it was like just a little bit of money, then. And if I was, I was passionate in the problem I was fixing, then mm-hmm. I wouldn't take the money. Yeah. Because then I would just be like, come pick a better, like, I'll be like, one day I'm going to overtake you guys. Yeah. I don't need that money. Yeah. For sure. So the reason why I came up with that question is because I think it's a character question and it's also like a perspective, obviously. But it kind of, 
goes in hand. It's if are you more selfless or are you more selfish? You know what I'm saying? Because obviously the followers you you claim to get or people that don't like the same issue as you. So, you know what I mean? Attacking that issue mm-hmm. is very selfless. If it was a problem that I was passionate about, then I, I wouldn't take the money. Yeah. So then I would just keep doing my following. Yeah. Obviously, we it's kind of one of those hypothetical questions that we really don't know what would happen if we had a, two suitcases of a million dollars ready for us if to it was grab. Two, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? And then the situation <laughs> where we're young, and then we're just like, I yeah, mean, I don't know. As of right now, I would, I would pop, I would hope, I would hope. You know what I mean? That I would stick to my guns and keep fighting the issue because I truly feel like that. I'm really passionate about it, so I don't want. I want it to end rather than it keep being there. Yeah. And since I'm gaining followers, I know I'm gonna gain more followers, like you were saying. So maybe one day I can end this issue rather than making a bunch of money and it's still there. What if like the contract? There is no contract restrictions. And you just take the money, and you still. Now, so the you, con- the contract was that you had to. So if you would have said you took the money, I'm like, okay, well, here's the next step: that you have to go in front of your followers and tell them that you're done. Ah. Uh, that was not if you even went that way, but you didn't. Uh, you know what I mean? Which makes it even harder to take the money. Okay. But well, probably not then. Yeah. Yeah, you know I mean, but that's that. That would have been just the sigma. You know some, what I mean? Some some scheme on the background. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I want to take this money. I'm gonna go even bigger. Yeah. <clears throat> well, that's cool though. I like that answer. So now I'm gonna do the random generator. Um, so let's see what it is. Okay, and damn, it should take it forever. So close my eyes and go like this. <laughs> oh, relationships. As in, um, so so like, this is this like, is so this is the way we're gonna go. Like partner or like. So I want like, you to take it however you want to take it. Okay. So it's kind of funny because that actually plays into what we already were talking about. You know what I mean? Like relationship with your parents and all stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But so since the topic is relationships, I kind of want you just to go and drop your spill on how you see them and why they are important to you or why they're unimportant to you or vice versa. And they're important depending on who you keep around with, mm-hmm. you keep yourself around with. Um, I would say like it's important, but making sure you keep a good positive people around you mm-hmm. who strive to be better than what they are already. Not don't. Don't settle to somebody who's complacent. Yeah, yeah. And if you do, and they're good people, then try to help them in any way. But they're not trying to take your help, then let's bother. If they mean. And this is in general relationships, right? This is in general, like, like friends, family, family. Your your partner. Well, make sure, make sure they always want to be better mm-hmm. than they are now, uh, and motivate each other. Yeah. Don't be selfish and like. Motivate each other. Um, family wise. So I come from a Latino culture. And family's like big cousins and stuff, mm-hmm. but like personally, my family's not that. Well, my dad's side wasn't that great, so mm-hmm. uh, I always told my my sister this because it affects us mentally and emotionally. Mm-hmm. I would say, you were born into this world, not being able to pick who you were born and surrounded with, mm-hmm. such as your family, but you have the you have the op. Basically, you have the option mm-hmm. to even keep them around you or not. Yeah, for sure. They only did the your family in a way. This is like totally American. Uh, just your mom, your dad, and your siblings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because, and then for us, it's like Latinos is like your uncle, your aunt, your grandma, your grandpa. Mm-hmm. But you know, some not everyone in your family could be like positive or like yeah, or like good people. Sometimes you don't know that they're good people that they're not good people until you grow up and realize damn they're really not 
really like pretty shitty. Yeah, and you know, which is fine. You know, which what is I mean? fine, but like, you don't want to, you know. Sometimes keeping negative people around you kind of like demotivates you and kind of makes you complacent because you know you you are who you hang out around with. Mm-hmm. In a way, that's kind of true to be honest. Because mm-hmm. I do a lot of self reflecting. Sometimes I'm just like, damn, like I wasn't like this. And yeah. Then you, you see around who you're with, and you're just like, okay, you know, mm-hmm, for sure. Or the environment you're around with, but that just happens slowly because you see it so much. Mm-hmm. So kind of you start doing it. But relationships for me, just keep around people who are good and good to do, good to you, and you better be good to them too. Don't and just hold each other down. You don't have to see each other all the time, but just knowing that they'll hold you down till whenever, mm-hmm. and just you'll be, and you'll do the same and. For uh, sure. Make sure you realize that they're not annoying to you or they're positive people and they always want the best from you. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're always rooting for your success and you root for them as well. Mm-hmm. Make sure you guys uplift each other that way. You can be successful people long term. For sure. So I, got, I guess I have a lot to say about this one. Maybe it might not be so much. But a couple of things I want to bring up about relationships. For one, I want to tackle what you said. And I do agree with everything you said. So by all means, that's um, that's something that already I see fit in my life. So I kind of don't want to kind of go against you at all because I can't. But since I have my own thoughts and opinions on relationships and how I see them fit, so with the family bit, right? So my uh, my girl's aunt, she um, she said something to me to well to my girl. Maybe it was to me too. I think it was to my girl, and she was saying that once you have kids that that becomes your family mm-hmm. you know what i mean That's so true. so at the end of the day you have to so like if they if you want to talk about the ground with a family right and how you take family into consideration once you have children it's that's all that matters that's all that matters. you know what i mean at the end of the day it's going to be your four walls you know your shelter whatever and your kid your kid or kids and then your your partner obviously you know what i mean and at the end of the day that's what will that's what matters most and the thing is, I know I, I know that to be true because I see it, I see me wanting to have my family be that way. You know what I mean? Like obviously, I, I already have I know I have a lot of respect and love for my um, my in laws, so I don't see any problems being mm-hmm. there. You know what I mean? Obviously, I, I think we're all gonna be pretty close. Uh, Lisette um, loves you know my family too, or the, my interme- uh, intermediate family that I choose to Just stay around. around you know what I mean? So it's like I don't see any problems here or there. But at the end of the day, let's say, hypothetically, my mom wants to be some kind of way towards Lisa and I have a kid. I'm like, well, you know, you can't do that. You know what I mean? You're kind of going against my family and vice versa. And I know I know Lisa will do the same thing for me. And that's also why we have so much respect for each other. Obviously, it's hypothetical conversations that we have. But it's like when push comes to shove, are you going to help our family against yeah. your family that you have today and vice versa? Because at the end of the day, that's what's most important. Your family. You know what I mean? Your, your family. And obviously, uh, my relationships run deep, too. So, like, obviously, friends become family, too. So, it's one of those things that I think everything's rooted in family. So, if you want to take, if you want to generalize family, for instance, it's people who care about you and, like, motivate you and um, positively want to impact your life always, then that's what family is. And it's hella funny because we live in a generation of toxicity, Everyone wants to say, oh, you're toxic, or this is toxic, but at the end of the day, you see a lot of people don't do anything about it. You know what I mean? That's why I don't like social media sometimes. Yeah, I know, but it's like it's funny because it's like, for instance, obviously I love my family too, 
And yeah. the people I obviously the people I talk to and see monthly or or weekly or daily, whatever I talk to them, then they understand that they have that place in my heart more than others. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's just the way it goes, and it's the honest truth. Obviously, I don't hold it anything against my family, but at the same time, yeah. it's like if you're gonna be that way, then I hope you understand why I'm this way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's the way I see relationships, and another thing too. I think I think value is extremely important in life. You have to see value in everything you do because that's how you get benefits out of it. That's how you feel like that fulfillment, fulfillment of doing something. Like obviously, I love this conversation right now we're having, and I really value for the conversations we had in the past. And obviously, that's why I knew this was going to be a very good conversation me and you were going to have. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like one of the things I really do value that. I really value the the depth our conversations go, and obviously, me and you, we never really talked to each other. Before, in the past but mm-hmm. I knew you for what like 7 years 8 years seven, yeah you know what I mean but like we never really talked until like what 7 months ago seven months, when like, I kind of realized who I was and what I needed and then it's funny because I realized that's who, exactly who you are you know what I'm saying you're someone that likes to have in-depth conversations like you said you're very um, like analytic you know what I mean I don't you really like to think. I mean you know me for so long you know I don't really talk much yeah but you but, do <laughs> but I do but that's the thing but I mean, most of the conversations we were with friends are just, like, irrelevant. They're not really, like, mm-hmm. stimulating. They're on-the-table the conversations. They're just, like, you know, and then... The Fucking freeway. And you know those conversations that kind of are annoying, too? Oh, remember when this happened, such and such? Remember yeah. when, uh, remember in high school and such and such? Yeah. And then, they, and then you keep hearing that over and over, mm-hmm. and it gets so played out, and just, like, I just want to hear, like, oh, okay, I just want to hear something else, like, Dude, what are you doing? What are you up to? What, yeah. Are you, it's, what's, it's kinda, what's going? What's going? Go, what's going good for you? Mm-hmm. Like, what's like bothering you? And then we can like, you know, talk shit, talk stuff out. My bad, but yeah, profanity. No, you're good. Like, talk stuff out because then you talk things out, and then you just kind of like alleviate that stress on your chest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you just like see a different perspective. Like we always like since like the past six, past seven months. Yeah. When we started actually talking more. Yeah. And you start. I start realize who you are as a being, and you start to really see. Why I am the way I am. Yeah. Why I'm kind of like yeah, observe sure. people first before mm-hmm. I make myself more comfortable around the person. That way I, I don't you know yeah. make myself vulnerable. Yeah. No, that and that's good too. So like for me, um, obviously I'm this way with everybody because I feel like that's just who I am. Mm-hmm. But it's hella funny because um, internally I'm very shy, but at the end of the day I'm very um, outgoing. You know what I mean? But. Right. I'm more outgoing with uh, in a comedic in a comedic stance that I kind of just want to break the ice as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I I think that's kind of deeply rooted in, into an insecurity that I don't really know because for one I I know I can't talk publicly. You know what I mean? And I can't even talk like say it's a group of my friends in a, in a, in a room and I have to make a speech. It's really hard for me to do that anyways. And I'm comfortable with people, mm. but it's one of those things that I don't know. I don't understand. I think. It's kind of rooted into um, my speech and how I, I feel like I have a little speech impediment. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's one of those things that gone away over time because obviously I've been talking to Lisette more and in depth, kind of express, expressing my thoughts and opinions. So I feel like I'm getting a hold of my mind. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's not like, oh, I think stuttering is one of those things that you aren't able to grasp your thoughts. So they come out as a stutter. Yeah, you know my, girl, my girl says that I stutter, but I, but I, I think it's because, like you said, like I think so fast, mm-hmm. like 
I already like, okay, okay. Yeah. And then I want to get it out, mm-hmm. but then like I stumble myself because yeah. I'm thinking so fast and trying to regurgitate it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's probably what I do. That's why I tell the funny like I, that's why I really enjoy John Mayer. Obviously, everyone can probably tell who my inspirations are right now. That yeah. book, John Mayer, and it's us hella funny, like Mind Pump. I listen to them, but like obviously those, those are my inspirations of things that I like to apply to my life because obviously I see I see them as such great characters. You know what I mean? Obviously, I don't want to be those people. Mm-hmm. I, I I do like to think like those people because I know they're great people. You want you know them I mean? to inspire you, but yeah. you want to be you don't want to aspire to be them. Yeah, I I kind of like to take inspiration from others and then apply it to my core values. Like, oh, this person likes to, let's say, for instance, this is an extreme. This person likes to be, uh, likes to have a mean face when he walks across the street, but he has very good tendencies. I'm going to take the good tendencies, but I'm not going to mug everybody when I walk. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm going to pick and choose what I like to apply. Exactly. You know, like, for me, when I was growing up, um, there was, like, in high school or something, or, like, oh, that person's always, they're mugging you or they're yeah. looking at you. And, like, for me, it was, like, out one year and out the other like yeah. I never pay attention because I was just like mind my own business and so what if they're giving me faces or not I don't really care yeah like if I care so much that's more emotionally stressful because I'm just like getting mad yeah. for, for no reason mm-hmm. and then I also read this thing like why would I get mad over somebody I don't even know yeah yet yeah yeah, yeah. but then sure. again I mean it's just like spite like oh he just said such and such but you don't even know such and such name or whatever and blah 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 and they don't mm-hmm. even know you. Yeah. You know for sure. And conversation kinda of bridges the makes a bridge for that connection. Mm-hmm. I say for me, like being more talkative, I think I broke out of that shell after like I knew what I wanted to do mm-hmm. in like college. Like two year like a year and a half into college. Because mm-hmm. originally I was a biomedical engineer major. And I thought I was gonna enjoy that. Cause I like the medical, the medical field and the engineering aspect. Uh huh. But then after just being around the people that were in that major, and then the things they were into were not aligned with what I was into. Yeah. And then the way they were acted in public or like, or just like conversation like me and you, mm-hmm. that was just so like it was obsolete. Yeah. It was, it was very like one sided. Mm-hmm. And then. A lot of those people are like very, um, not to bash on them, they're smart people, but some people were very like, well, I'm smarter than you, it's competition. Yeah. Kind of thing. I don't, I don't like that I don't mindset. like that mindset. Because in the end of the day, we're here in the same institution, why not help each other out? Yeah. Get through it. Okay. But you know, it's people with people. Yeah. It's just the way it is. But after I made my switch to business, uh, I just realized like, why? I it's more of me because of what I was into and what I I did as my like hobbies of like buying and reselling sneakers or clothes or huh. or watching my mom have their own business as a cosmetologist yeah does hair uh, uncle from my dad's side does furniture mm-hmm. he has a gallery in Fresno and they start that from nothing he's from Mexico and he just came here and seized the opportunity yeah a lot of my uncles do the same thing and and then just knowing that uh, I never really liked taking working for under somebody. Yeah. Because I'm working for their dream. I'm not working for my dream. Yeah. Kind of thing. If I feel complacent on the same position, that's I know why. What you mean. For me, I feel like like these job interviews are kind of hard for me because I'm so forward thinking. 
And these companies want people who are want to be in that position for so long to impact the company, which I'm for that. But I like to imp- I want to be an impact somewhere. Yeah, and something I'm passionate about. But I don't want to be in the same position for the rest of my life. I want to move forward. Yeah, at least be gain more uh, level of influence. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm not gonna tell them, but I'm re- I'm gonna retract and do what I want to do. Yeah, for but, sure. Because I mean, I don't think I see myself working for somebody for the rest of my life. I think I. If I do that, then I won't have. That would go against my values of not being able to be there for my family as much. Yeah. I'm constantly working. And then you have to do everything by their word. By their, rather w- by than their, their word. And mm-hmm. then uh, I'm gonna I'm not gonna be there as much as to strengthen my relationship with either my wife, my kids, or or who I surround myself with family. Mm-hmm. I'd I'd probably I'd be viewed as someone who just values the money then. Mm-hmm. the relationship then at the end of the day you might not even be successful right exactly so I mean I'm young so I'm still trying to see what I want to do yeah I do want to get gain some uh, corporate experience so I want to work in the corporate world for a bit just get that perspective mm-hmm. out of the way I mean I did went to college and I went through that perspective yeah so yeah but in terms of like talking and stuff I think call it when I transitioned to business I think that's when I really started talking more, starting to get to know people. And yeah. Starting to be more comfortable on different people, even though I we grew up in an area that was very diverse. Yeah. But when I went over there, it was mostly kind of like diverse, but not as diverse as here. Mm-hmm. Mostly uh, uh, Asian people uh, from different Eastern countries. Um, yeah. Uh, white people. Not as, not as many African Americans. Mm-hmm. A lot of uh, Hispanic, Latinos. Mm-hmm. But as, when I come home, I just see a lot of different of everything like it's not so like dominated by one race but I mean I got to know how people live over there and what their perspectives are like yeah being that it is this, the heart of the Silicon Valley mm-hmm. and we live on and then where we're from it's from the the, the far east of the east county Hunter yeah Hunter county mm-hmm. consider what the last city before it become it's not the, considered the bay anymore bay area mm-hmm. just different perspectives and people different inspirations of why in their college and what they mm-hmm. want to do after college and then just maybe more comfortable talking to people I mean even more comfortable talking to my family because I wasn't really viewed as a very talkative person in my yeah family I was always seen as timid yeah but I mean I didn't really see myself as that maybe I did but maybe I not but I was just didn't like I said like mm-hmm. so maybe the conversation wasn't really engaged engaging for me to really be a part of or participate in Oh yeah, and that's for sure. That's cool. It's all the funny. It's like kind of like we're like polar opposites in our personalities. You know what I'm saying? Like for instance, I know I really know. Like if someone really knew me, like Lisa, like um, she knows that I'm shy. I'm a shy person. Like I get, I get like I get like uh, anxiety when I have to talk to, and to new people, and it's weird because people would never guess that about me. You know what I mean? But like you know when you, uh, I don't, I don't. You probably don't have this like I do, but. Like, when you meet someone, you kind of get those, like, a shake in you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you feel, like, kind of jittery. Like, that's, ex- I feel it the most when I'm at a podium. Like, I had a speech class in college, and I had to write a speech, and I'd fucking be, I felt like I was shaking. As soon as I was done, I'd be sweaty. Really? Yeah, like, it was, it's horrible. That's why exactly why I wanted to do a podcast. Like, even, like, right now, I feel like I run hot. I don't but, believe you. you no, know, it's, it's, it's funny. <laughs> but it's like, one-on-one, I can be completely normal. Cause I know I can break the ice with someone I don't know. It's, it's funny. You know what I'm saying? You talk so I've known you for so long, and I know you've always been like outgoing and talkative. Uh huh. 
but you telling me that you were nervous as hell just going up to that <laughs> Dude, podium. I'm telling you. And me, I don't talk as much in public or yeah. like with groups of people. Yeah. But with the close people, I do. But when I go up to that podium in college, uh-huh. I get nervous like going up. Yeah. Like kind of. Uh-huh. But if I knew what I was going to talk about, like my my like nervous goes out the roof. Like it's nothing. I start talking and start mm-hmm. saying like what I need to say, and it comes out in a certain way. Yeah. And boom, and I got out, get out the podium, and I'm just like, like nothing. Mic drop. Like yeah. See, I couldn't mic drop probably. I probably would not. I put it down, and then, nervous, and walk I'm away. I'm not really the person like. So in college, a lot of people are like when they do presentations, be like uh. Uh, blah, 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 uh, yeah, and you know, uh, like, uh, like, uh, uh, and stuff like that. Yeah. So for me, it was when I talk in college, I make sure I don't say that, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just say what I gotta say. Pause. That's it. Give it a little, you know. Uh, oh, pause. Mm-hmm. And then just go keep going. It's like okay, okay. And yeah. Then make sure you don't talk. That's good. Loud. That's a... I'm not really a loud talker, mm-hmm. but I, I'm a good. I get yell You're loud, but I just, I just don't. I like to for, like put stress on my voice and just yeah. talk loud. I just be like being more like soothed. Totally. You like to save it for the singing. I don't sing. <laughs> no, I, just I, got deep, I got a deep voice. <laughs> I got a deep voice. I just mess with you. No, but uh, yeah, it's hella funny. It's crazy. But like, it's like the anxiety is real, right? And I know it's, I don't know where it's from. I don't know how to, I'm overcoming it slowly. You know what I mean? I know I am. It's one of those things I'm working on. Like the first podcast, you don't know how many times I click start. Hey, everybody, it's Cran Brigado, your mm-hmm. host. How many times I said that before I said, you know what, this is the one. I'm going to just do it and post it and not look back. And now I feel more comfortable. Like right now, I'm, I probably want to listen to this one again and like really listen to it and kind of get feedback on my own mm-hmm. rather than I haven't listened to the first one ever. I probably never will. You know what I mean? The first but, one? Yeah, but it's one of those things that's out there. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. But... That's why I always say you have to start. You have to acknowledge your, your weaknesses your and make them strengths. Strengths, of course. And that's what, excuse me, life should be about. Uh, not being afraid to fail, even though it is kind of scary. Scary, scary to fail. Yeah, scary for sure. I've been trying to do something that I'm kind of, I mean, I don't really have that much capital for it, but, mm-hmm. uh, man. It's it hard. Just, it is, it's just something like, like it's like taking a step so you don't even know where you're going to. Yeah, but at the end of the day, you have to see it this way. This is the way I see taking a step. It's like, if you fail, then just don't do it again. Just, 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 just stop. If you don't enjoy, if you don't enjoy what you just did, find a new path. That's all it is. Yeah. You don't have to fail and look look at yourself in the, and put a mirror at the end of your failure and look at yourself yeah. and be like, wow. I can't believe I did this. That's so how, how can I, I fix it? That's how it was when I did a, a engineering. I was doing all these hard classes. Mm-hmm. For me personally, I mean, for any other house, it probably was easier to breeze. Mm-hmm. But for me, it was just like, whoa, like, like I took what calculus, calculus two is when I, I failed. That yeah. was my first class I ever failed. Uh huh. And that was like, like for me, I was like, damn, I'm a failure. Yeah. Like I really like, but then I started like getting to know myself more and it's not that I didn't give up it's more like you know what I, I just finally realized like I got my my like I, I just knocked myself out like it was like you know this isn't for me this mm-hmm. is I'm not doing this because I'm not really passionate for it yeah now it's like you know what? I'm only doing this because engineering medical I'm gonna get paid a lot and yeah. that's what I saw yeah but now realizing that and money is not really like it's not gonna make you happy yeah 
maybe it'll be a tool that will help you gain that happiness or at least like to pay off just the bills no, give and you a smirk just a smirk just <laughs> yeah. a little like yeah <laughs> just to live night just to live well but yeah. realizing that your family your loved ones is what gonna make you happy mm-hmm. that's the full smile yeah Cheek to cheek. Full cheek to cheek. <laughs> Pause. Ear, but, to, ear to ear. Yeah. But, so I want to say myself, I, I gave my, I gave up on that. Yeah. I'm more like, I realized, you know what? This is not me. And I'm not going to force myself doing this because I'm not passionate about it. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to take the time out of my day to realize what my values are and what I really are into. Yeah. And how I am as a person. Mm-hmm. And then focus my, uh, my educational uh, background in that and I, that's why I took business and that's when I felt more comfortable mm-hmm. and I did realize I like financials and I like the psychological marketing and also the creative aspect of it yeah I feel like myself as a creative but I get so like timid and showing it off yeah like I put it on on social media or come on like, butterfly let your wings show exactly <laughs> but I don't know I think it's just a process for me mm-hmm. slowly I mean I graduated I just graduated I'm barely 22 yeah. about to be 23 in October so Jordan. I'm not really like uh, worried because I'm not in debt or anything yeah I'm graduated debt free yeah so congratulations thank you that's actually a very uh, major flex Major flex. <laughs> Unnecessarily. Yeah. Unnecessarily. Don't. I don't that's like, good though. I don't no, like I know. Boast. No, I know what you mean. But that's a that's a that's something to be proud of. You know yeah. Yeah. Regardless if it's what you did or what your parents did, that's something that everyone in your family should be proud of. Mm-hmm. That's why I, I mean. I want to like get my speech improved a bit. Mm-hmm. That's why I want, like coming to podcasts. I've done mm-hmm. one before, but I felt like at that time in my life I was kind of more down, three downer. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was. It sounded like I was depressed. So like yeah, bro. So yeah, doing all this blah, blah, stuff. Blah. Like, but now I feel good. Like I, I talk to more of my parents more, mm-hmm. and uh, my family and my grandparents more, and just like what, why I was the way I was when I was younger. Just let mm-hmm. them know why. And it was nothing against them. It was just something more internally what I felt I was going through. Yeah, I let them let them know that because family talks. And yeah, it spreads around like so fast. And yeah, it gets perspective. A perception of you that they think they know, but they really don't know because they haven't really asked the person. An themselves. assumption. An assumption. An assumption. <laughs> an assumption of yeah. what I was. That's a that's a good thing to talk about too. Is like, um, so we're gonna wrap it up soon too. By the way, it's all good. So um, we've been talking for an hour. Uh, I, I I want this episode to be sh- listened to, so I don't want to make it five hours, but it could easily be. You know what I mean? So yeah. I want someone to listen to it. So we're at like an hour and six minutes right now. But the assumption thing, it's like a really good thing. So it's like, one of my things is like, why would you assume and judge someone if you really have no idea? You know what I mean? You're gonna, you're kind of basing that assumption off back on knowledge that may or may not even be um, towards that person. Oh, that's true, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I think assumptions are very stupid. You know what I mean? I don't call a lot of things stupid. I don't hate a lot of things. But one thing I do like to practice is I don't like to assume anymore. Because um, it's funny. So I had some... I had a new client come in too, so it's a little background story. I know I said I want to wrap it up, but I'll make it quick. Basically, he's one of those guys that um, would work. He he's built, you know what I mean. He's very lean cut, has abs, six pack, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And he hit me up. I said, like, "Hey, uh, hey, bro, can I work out with you one day?" And I go, "I go work out with me in my head." I'm like, "Work out with me?" I'm like, "I'm like, yeah. If you want to come, you you can come through. You know what I mean. But the first workout's free. Still, I wasn't gonna charge him for it. First workout's still free. And uh, I, if you want to learn what I what I want to teach." 
then the first one's always gonna be free because it's more of an assessment than anything, right? So he's like, yeah, yeah, let me know. And then um, he came the other day and um, it was funny because he was like, bro, I learned hella shit right now. And he was like, I'm really glad I came today. I'm like, are you serious? He kind of made an assumption that yeah. he was just testing you to see mm-hmm. if you really knew your stuff. Yeah, and I no, and I told him I was like, bro, that's like ridiculous. It kind of like it kind of helped me level up in a sense. Like, I'm like, I like, can't, I can't assume nothing. Kind of like break away from that uh, yeah. level of thinking, or like you can't judge, assume anything. You know what I mean? Because you don't know. Yeah. Just because they look a certain way, or they act a certain way, or they sell themselves a certain way, you really don't know unless you talk to them. That's why conversations and words. I actually truly believe words and uh, conversations are way more powerful than actions. Because you can, you like, if you, if we like to say that you can control your actions and what you do, you can control your actions to be false. So if you want to falsely act, uh, do actions to perceive your love for someone, you can. You know what I mean? But it's what you say and what you do, those two goes hand in hand. But also at the end of the day, you really don't know anybody unless you talk to them and you know you're getting the real, the real them when you talk to them. Yeah. And that's off a of tone, off of how they act when they're talking to you, if they're standoff or they're shy. Body language. Beating around the bush. That's how you really know someone. And that's why I love just saying, you know what? I'm going to be Cranberry Gatto, and that's who I'm going to be, period. So regardless if you like me or don't like me, or if you support me or you follow, uh, you don't support me, you want, you're curious about what I do or not curious, it doesn't matter to me. Because I know what I'm doing, I'm going to gain genuine support. You know what I'm saying? And that's who I need to build myself around. And that kind of ties into this whole relationship thing. You can't assume others. You kind of have to know your core values. You know yourself before mm-hmm. you can love. Throw yourself around people that have the same core values as you. Yeah. And then have also, you know, your sub-values. Have those be your friends and family that you grow to love over time. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, if nothing, if nothing is valuable anymore and you just want to kind of drag that person down, then at the end of the day, cut the grass. You know what I'm saying? That's kind of the... The three steps of relationships for me. Yeah. So obviously, hang around people that that want to be like you, or you that, that you want to be like. Or, okay, yeah. You know what I mean. The middle, hang out with people that you know over time you go to love, and then they you they help you build still. Mm-hmm. Then lastly, when they don't do either of those two, then you don't really need them. You know what I mean? And it doesn't matter if they're family, friends, cousin, uncles, brothers or sisters, their moms or dads. You know what I mean? You have to keep growing. And hopefully that everyone around you has that same mindset as you. Just keep growing. Keep you know growing. what I mean? And if you can make them, if you can help them grow, help them grow if you love them so much. And hopefully they love you enough to listen. And then that's how I stand with relationships. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you have anything to make on that or not really? If you have a strong point to make, I would love you to make it. But if not, we'll uh, wrap it up. You choose. Yeah, I'm about stress on this. <laughs> You're like, fine, goodbye. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, it's up to you. If you have something to say, say it. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to hold you back. Yeah, I agree because, I mean, I think for me it's hard for like letting somebody go. But mm-hmm. if it's on a good intention, mm-hmm. then it should be, you know, yeah. wishing the best and move on. But yeah, 100%. Just like be there for each other and. And if they're good to you and they're good to you, then stick stick around. If you don't really need them, if they're just not really help and always dragging you down, you're not around, or mm-hmm. they're speaking bad on you, or mm-hmm. they're not who they say they are, Yeah. then, like you said, cut the grass. By all means, though, 
Cutting the grass doesn't have to be leave them in the dust. You don't have to leave them. By, all, by all means, you, could, you have to express your thoughts on them before you leave. It's, it's going to be closure on both sides. You know what I'm saying? So say, for instance, you, uh, you're in a relationship, or let's, let's say me. I'm in a relationship with somebody, and they don't help me build anymore, or they're stopping me from continuing my, my growth. But I tell them, you know what? I really don't appreciate that I personally feel that you're not helping me grow anymore. Do you, do you think that's the problem too? And if they blame you or they, they blame you for not allowing them to help you grow, then that's when you tell them, you know what? I feel like we can't further this anymore. And, and until the one day you understand, maybe you can come back in my life. But right now we both need this time of growth. It's like breaking up. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? But it's kind of a, it's a genuine way to do it and it should be respected on both levels. You know what I'm saying? So you think it's better to let them know and just like break off instead of like distancing yourself away? Yeah, it's kind of like being the bigger person but the right way. You're not trying to demean them. You're not trying to say, I'm too good for you now. I don't need you anymore because that's not, that's not the case. They helped you get to where you were. You can't forget that, right? Yeah, yeah. By the end of the day, you tell them like, you know what? I see you holding me down. You know what I mean? You're literally grabbing me by the ankle and I'm, fl- I'm trying to fly away. You know yeah, what I mean? You're not like, flying with me anymore. It's like the people are... Like we have certain people in our lives that aren't in our lives anymore because they serve their purpose already. Yeah, yeah. And then and and you can thank them. You can say, you know what, I I still appreciate you in my life, but I don't need you there all the time anymore. Mm-hmm. Whatever you want to do, but you have to surround and make your base where you where you want to grow. Always, you know what I mean. Obviously, I'm lucky enough that Lisette's that way for me, and we're always constantly having hammers in our hands and building off of everything. You know what I mean, architect style. You know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. But that's just kind of the way it goes. And I feel like all relationships in your life, and that's kind of the main point I wanted to make, it's not just because he's your coworker or he's because he's your whatever. You yeah. know what I mean? Don't don't push something that doesn't need to be pushed. You know what I mean? If, obviously, I'm not trying to say be a dick. Like, hey, you know what? I don't need you in my life anymore. See ya. You know what I mean? Just tell them, like, you know what? I feel like me and you don't need to hang out as much as we do anymore. And if they ask you why, you tell them. And then if they want to change fundamentally, they can yeah. You know what I mean? Rather than kind of don't, like, leave you to grow and then kind of throw dust on them. Kind of, you'll know once, like, you both don't hit each other back up. Yeah. Like, like if you don't hit them up and you always have and you just don't one time mm-hmm. and they don't hit you up, then you just know. They're like, okay. Like, yeah. You're just, you know, so forcing the relationship. Mm-hmm. But if it's, like, both ways and it's not working out, then I totally agree. Yeah. Like, just be like, okay, dude, like, is, is it ain't working out or... Not like that. It just sounds like a relationship. Sounds like y'all. Just, 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 I'm just, just, kidding. just, just get out the stress if you guys are fighting so much, or you and her. Or yeah, are 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 agreeing on certain terms. You said closing, and then just ending on good terms. I mean, yeah, and, and you don't want any enemies. Yeah, you just want push people good, even though there's people that sometimes are like they grind our gears, yeah. but just don't wish any bad ill upon them. Okay, so just it's funny. I don't mean to cut you off, but I kind of have to go to the bathroom. And I don't, okay. edit, I don't edit these things. So let me ask you the final question. Can you explain to me what you feel like you learned today in this what experience? Yeah, in this experience. This is new? No, I, did, I asked all my guests. Dang. What do you feel like you learned? I learned, dang. A lot, I guess. Explain. About, about myself and more about you mm-hmm. this person. More of like our values and how to really like pursue those values as well. And like, Relationship-wise, too. Yeah. Or we perceive relationships. Maybe I should do that closure thing. Uh-huh. 
I usually like just distance myself away. Well, I'm not, not, I'm not like pushing them away, but I'm more mm-hmm. like I just don't respond anymore. Or yeah, but then the day I just they don't respond back, so I'm just like. It's kind of it doesn't. I don't think it. I don't think it helps. I think it hurts more than helps. You know what I mean? As much as you think you're protecting yourself and them, I think it hurts more than it helps. At the end of the day. Always gotta think long term. Gotta think sustainability. You know what I mean? Yeah. So if you think you want to just keep taking two steps away when they take one step forward, eventually it's not gonna work out. You know what I mean? You mm-hmm. might as well let them allow them to find their own path when whatever relationship we're talking about. You know yeah. What I mean? And also, yeah, take a more step on taking risk. Like that's a that's a always a hard one. Yeah, the for sure. Of, the fear of the unknown. It's hard. Like, this podcast was really hard to do, but now I'm on episode really? seven. It was, <laughs> bro, it was hard. I mean, this was easy. You know what I mean? This was a good, nice conversation. I really did enjoy it. You know what I mean? But yeah. That, and the one with Benny. The one with Benny and the one with my boy, it was cool because it's just, like, conversations are easy. The hard ones are the ones by myself. That's why I, I knocked out, like, three in a row because I had so much topics in my head. But now I'm over here sitting on the couch playing Final Fantasy Seven, <laughs> and I'm like, I don't want to talk about that. You know what I mean? So here's what it is more intellectual deep knowing yeah Sorry. I'm not gonna I don't wanna get on here and just talk about bullshit and then have someone listen to me like oh I didn't really get anything from that and just talking about bullshit yeah cause that, that's just like me just doing it just because that's why I do my writings my perspective writings that people have subscribed to is that where you like to gather your thoughts yeah you're thinking and I just, at the moment mm-hmm. whenever I have a topic at hand that's why I asked you do you wanna be on the podcast cause I had that topic about the success I was gonna write a, uh, a thing on it and just send it out that's why I asked you if you want because it, 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 it could have been a long form conversation too so that's why I said I'm going to use went, it we could have went way longer than an hour yeah for sure but thank you Armando I really do appreciate you coming on the show um, everybody could you please leave feedback I'm going to leave everything in the show notes sorry for this rush ending I kind of have to go to the bathroom really bad and uh, hence I don't edit this stuff I just throw it on and upload it but anything you want to kind of promote Armando well, dang. Yeah, I mean, for all my listeners that I do have. Keep doing what you're doing. Positive. Stay stay positive. Don't get anxiety. Don't let this corona, COVID-19 <laughs> get you in the head. Uh, just do what, you, do what you love. Make sure you love. The, keep show, show love and act and show mm-hmm. love to the people who are around you and uh, value yourself if you're really being that good person and be a good uh, husband boyfriend brother yeah and just keep pushing toward don't let the negativity get you make sure you have your values set in place and know what know yourself know yourself know yourself well you know how to love yourself you know how to love the next person facts that is facts i love that message bro um yeah give my boy boy some love give him some constructive (laughs) feedback don't just Leave them in the dust. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really do appreciate everyone's feedback too, by the way. Yeah, man. And just support local. Support your locals. Support your locals, dude. All right, y'all. Well, I hope you guys have a great day, and thank you for listening. See you.